What's up, everybody? Welcome to What the Funcast, episode 108. Yes, 100 plus 8. Uh, today is March 2nd, a Tuesday in 2021. And joining me is Ahmed, and I am Paul. And we have an action-packed episode, so we've got no time for the bullshit here. Ahmed, say something about yourself. Ahmed, say something. <laughs> well, I'm tall, I'm smart. <laughs> that's my... Perfect. That's so my that's phrase when I... When Thank I... you. Okay, go on. Sorry. I know we have no time. <laughs> no, no. All, all kidding aside, um, hello, Ahmed. How are you? Good. I was going to say that's my usual phrase whenever I'm like, yeah, I can speak Italian. Io sono alto, intelligente, and that's really all I know. That's all I remember, at least. Oh, <laughs> mi piace guardare la televisione. I like watching TV. That's it. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> that was, was a... Uh, I didn't realize this was what the Italian cast... What, what the Italy cast? It's a me. Here in Venice. <laughs> Venice? I guess. Where's Mario from in Italy, do you think? Uh, the school of plumbing. I don't know. <laughs> the town. He's in school he, of plumbing, from, comma Italy. Yes, he's from plumbing, Italy. I don't know. The Mushroom Kingdom, obviously. Anyways, where's the Mushroom Kingdom? I don't know. In the hills of Sicily. Exactly. <laughs> what have you been doing this week? Entertain the audience. <laughs> I haven't really done much. I was trying to think of it. I'm like, I must have done other things, but I really didn't. Um, I played Ratchet and Clank. Finally, the the remake of the original game. So the one from like 2016. Um, I finally booted up. It is a ton of fun. I'm probably gonna keep playing that. I've been streaming it as I play it, so um, probably not tonight, but maybe tomorrow I'll stream a little bit more of that. Um, and then I haven't really played much else. Uh, I watched the last half of Infinity War randomly. I just felt like it. I was like, yeah, let's watch the ending of that movie. And ugh, what a what a film. Anyways, I like teared up at like I knew exactly what was coming. And I still teared up. It's oh my god! It's so. Good. I always get caught up on Endgame. Like I haven't watched Infinity War in a while, but you, I need to do that. You should watch. Like basically, it's funny because like when you're watching it, it doesn't feel like that battle and Wakanda starts at half the movie, but that's the halfway point. Like I was going through the chapter select, and it's like this is only halfway through the movie. But like, wait, what? Yeah, it's it's really intense. Um, but besides that, uh, I've been watching more of The Great North, which is that show by the great uh, creators of Bob's Burgers. And it's actually pretty good. Um, the first episode, like. Obviously, because you don't know the characters, it's hard to get hooked on it. But as you keep watching, uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's a good alternative for when Bob's Burgers isn't available readily. Um, and then, obviously, WandaVision, which we will discuss when you talk about it. But uh, excellent, as always. Um, kind of upset that this is the last episode. Not upset like that it is the last, but upset that it's already over. Like, um, right. I'm enjoying it a lot, so so upset that, that it's over. But feels just like yesterday it really does but see this is the thing about the weekly releases i will go to my grave defending the weekly releases because it keeps the hype going as opposed to being like yeah watched it all in one weekend and then it's like okay that's over uh, now so okay it's very funny you say that and uh my co-worker who may be listening and i were talking about this just the other day right where the stranger things hype um the Stranger Things hype like died out very quickly because mm -hmm. it was like you either saw it or you didn't. And it was like, oh, shit, I need to binge watch the entirety of Stranger Things season three this weekend or I'm going to get spoiled. Right. Exactly. And it was it was constantly like that, whereas the conversation has been drawn out for now seven weeks going on eight weeks where it's holy crap. Did you see WandaVision? Like, it's really good. There's only two episodes so far, but it's really good. And people are like, oh, shit, really? Maybe I'll go watch it. Um, and it, mm -hmm. yeah, I 100 percent agree with you. And I'll tell you what. There is a 97.5% chance, a better chance, that I will go and sit down and watch a 30-minute episode rather than binge-watching an entire season in uh, a weekend, right? And that's just how I am. That's how I digest content. Mm -hmm. Or ingest. Ingest? Digest? Ingest. Digest. Ingest and digest. Maybe. Um, <laughs> ingest is to consume it, right? And then digest is to, like, 
process it? Digest it. Process it. Yeah, perfect. I so I, I ingest and digest content, everyone. So, ah, yes. Uh, my name is Paul. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it, it definitely is. And it's it's just a way that I've, I don't know, I, I like to consume my media. How about that? Instead yes. of jesting. Um, I like to consume my media like that, which is, I don't know, I'm all here for it. So it's great. I am so excited for this, uh, for this last episode, but yes, yes. I was talking to, uh, my coworker Pete about this and, uh, yeah, yeah there you go. It, it's we just should, 100%. We will definitely be doing a spoiler cast, uh, after the ending. So stay tuned. I like how I went from, you're like, we should, we will definitely, <laughs> no, we're definitely <laughs> going to do it. Like, come on. It, there's yes. so much, there's so much to unpack. Um, and every episode, it I'm really like, ooh, is. we really should talk about this in our spoiler cast. But, like, I've forgotten all that stuff by now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Are fine. you kidding me? I forgot about all that <laughs> stuff, too. We're going to, like, get there and just be like, wow, mm-hmm, yes, interesting how this, this, and this happened. Uh, make sure you're, uh, you're caught up. I'm telling you, we're going to spoil it. Okay, boom. Everyone dies. Okay, great. Thank you. Well, if we didn't have full-time jobs, we likely wouldn't be doing this podcast. But if we, had full- <laughs> if we didn't have full-time jobs and we had money somehow... <laughs> then we could do a spoiler cast every week and discuss theories and things. But, like, all those theories are out the window once you know the actual ending. So, like, the things that I would want to talk about, like, ooh, I really want to talk about this, like, it probably won't even pan out because it's not even going to be a thing by the time the final episode is revealed and, like, all my theories right. are thrown in the garbage. So, anyways. Right. I thought what you were going to say is if we didn't have full-time jobs, we'd stay up till like, 4.30 in the morning and, like, live react to it. So, by I the mean, time people wake up. That, too. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. But, that would alas. Be. Alas, we, we have to sustain ourselves. Right. Somebody's got to bring home the bread. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's a struggle. But yeah. All right. So that that's all that you did, right? You're, you're done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're done. Finally. Uh, yes. I'm done. <laughs> you're done. Uh, for once, you have like nothing. I've got all these things. Look out, people. Here I am. Here he um, is. I I streamed. Uh, I streamed um, on Thursday, as as we talked about last week. Uh, and what I did this week was we t- well. So I moved over. Did I talk about this? No, I don't think I talked about this. I started talking about it. I moved switches around. I talked about that last week. And then I moved my Animal Crossing save. We talked about that. So I gave a little tour of my Animal Crossing island. One full year later, uh, there were not nearly as many cockroaches as I expected. There were weeds everywhere. Um, but it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. And then Ahmed jumped on stream and we went through his island as well, which was kind of fun. So I forgot how fun Animal Crossing is. But I'm not going to lie. like It's going to take a little bit more for me to like really sink my teeth back into it because... I started playing and I'm like, oh, my my island's five stars already. Like, not that there's nothing for me to do, but it, there's so much less to strive for. Yeah, um, really, all it is okay. is just collecting all the the critters, the fish and bugs. Right, right. Which I enjoy, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, like I'll get the Mario items, I'll do that. Um, I'll probably fish and do all that stuff. But anyway, what I did do, and we'll get into this a little bit later. Oh, actually, and then on stream. I also play Tetris because that seems to be like the last 30 minutes, last hour fan favorite is I just play Tetris and make everybody stressful. <laughs> You're uh, good stressed at it. Out. Uh, yeah, thank you. Let's, let's uh, Dina, roll the tape. Go, go, let's go back and record that, please. <laughs> Remember that from Comic-Con? That yes, man I'll never the, forget Dina, roll the tape. He's like, you know, on set, we uh, we always say, Dina, roll the tape. So, Dina, roll the tape. And it's like, sir, no and one said, gets this inside joke. No one's laughing. But here we are right. laughing. And he kept saying it over and over again. Here we are <laughs> laughing. Literally three years later? Maybe not three years, like two years. But that's okay. Um, but yeah, so I played Tetris and I got first place on stream, which was really cool. It was uh, incredible. So to be I don't even know how you recovered. There was like a point where it was either. like you were gonna fail, and then you didn't, and I was like, oh okay. <laughs> um, okay, okay. And then I had Ahmed commentating because he jumped on the the Discord. Sh- well, he jumped on the stream in the Discord chat, so we we had him uh, we had him in there as well, talking and yeah, giving um, delayed yeah. reactions because by the time I saw what was happening on the stream, it had already happened like a minute ago. So Paul was like, holy shit, and I'm like. 
I don't know what's happened because nothing's <laughs> happening yet on the screen. It was interesting. Yes. There's a there's a highlight on our on our Twitch if you want to go watch the the rerun. If yes. you want to roll the tape. If you if you if you want to roll the tape and not let Dina roll the tape as she has been presumably for 20 years now, uh, you could do that. So yes, uh, what else did I do? I played Pokemon Sword. So I booted up Pokemon Sword for the first time since it pretty much launched, and I played it. Like I never like it was always one of those games where I was like I was gonna get back to it, gonna get back to it, gonna get back to it, and then I never did. And f- because of announcements, we'll talk about a little bit later. I got hyped up and I jumped into sword, uh, Pokemon Sword and started progressing through that game. And man, it really scratches the itch. And I've been like thinking about it ever since I picked it up on Sunday or Saturday, whatever it was. And I've been thinking about it. I just have to pick up my Switch and play it again. Um, and life has been a little crazy, so I haven't done that. But I keep thinking about playing it. So that's more than most games have gotten me to do lately uh, in a long time. So, <laughs> that's good. Well, yeah, so the Gigantamax, so one of the big mechanics, and I won't spend too much time on this, but one of the big mechanics in Sword and Shield was that, like, Pokemon could get into this, like, gigantic form, and, like, they're, like, these massive, massive Pokemon that you can, like, take on or whatever, and it looks really silly in the trailers, but then when you go to play it, you team up with, like, between um, one and three other trainers, so it's, like, four on one, so all your four of your Pokemon are against this one gigantic pokemon and then when the pokemon like you kill it or whatever you get the opportunity to try to catch it so very cool mechanic i'm here for it i like it um and i was pleasantly surprised by it so i'm not very far but there's a lot of mechanics that are pretty cool um however i do miss the more retro style look but we'll get to that later uh moving into media that i (laughs) that i ingested and digested um we watched Ginny and georgia which is on netflix and lauren randomly put on and i fell asleep (laughs) <laughs> on Saturday, like on the couch, like I, I couldn't sleep or whatever. So anyway, I ended up falling asleep on Saturday on the couch and I woke up and Lauren was like on this episode two and I started watching with her and it's a very interesting show. It's like a mixture of like a coming of age story or series, I guess you could say mixed with like trash TV. Um, yeah, I've seen clips and it doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, like it is very wild, um, very like, wild, like not in the like in the like I feel for them sense like it's this like struggling mother that's got a dirty past that's trying to bring up two kids and do what's best for them by whatever means necessary kind of thing but it's very real it's not like oh she's an undercover killer and she's like <laughs> killing people and taking bounties or anything like <laughs> that it's nothing killer. like that it's like <laughs> it's just, she's it's a drama. like it's like she keeps getting into these sticky positions where she keeps taking money to try to you know keep things afloat and whatever mm. so um, yeah, it's it, it's kind of a drama. Yeah, I'd say it's a drama. But yeah, so we're two episodes left. We've got episodes nine and ten left uh, that we just have to watch. Um, Did you guys finish we'll... Bridgerton? Yeah, so Lauren oh, marathoned Bridgerton in okay. like a weekend, and I only watched bits and pieces of it. Gotcha, it was okay. interesting. I don't know. It was whatever. I was. Uh... I enjoyed the hell out of it. For no like, it's not something that I would normally watch or like pick out. But when I say I watched that faster than I've watched any other show. Really? I thought you told me that Bridgerton was nothing crazy. I mean, I didn't think it was. I didn't think you were gonna like it. I liked it, but I didn't yeah. think like I wasn't. I didn't recommend it to you. I guess. I, I like, yeah, it was. It was something like what I've realized is I'm starting to get more neutralized to TV shows where it's more about like like things will be on in the background that I'll be doing other things and I can pay attention enough to watch it, but it's not like Breaking Bad where I'm like glued to the TV or like WandaVision where I'm glued to the TV. But mm. a lot of this stuff is, like, noise to me, where, I don't know, it just doesn't capture my attention. I realize it's very difficult for, to capture my attention. Yeah. Um, but, 
yeah, no, it was interesting, and I would like look up and pay attention for a little bit, and then in the in the lulls of the episode, I would stop watching or whatever. But yeah, so no, it was it was certainly an interesting show. I'm not like, oh my god, I can't wait for season two. We all know that season two of High School Musical: The Musical: The Series is coming, and that's the real hype. But we'll get to that later as well. We've got an action-packed episode, and all I'm doing is talking about bullshit. So enough about Bridgerton, enough about WandaVision, enough about all that. We also watched Civil War over the weekend. We meant to put it on to like have it as like background noise or whatever while we do stuff around the house or clean up, straighten up, whatever. And then it captured uh, your attention. Clean. And we're sitting there like, well, let's just let's just watch up into the airport scene. And then sure enough, it's like, let's just watch the end as well. And it's like, oh, <laughs> seeing Chadwick Boseman. And remembering that we're never going to have in a movie again gets me so emotional. He is just so good in the character of T'Challa. It's just... He really is. <sighs> and I, I also, haven't even watched the Emmys clip. I didn't I didn't even go down that route yet. I was just going to say, it wasn't the Emmy. So I just realized we have such an action-packed episode, Golden and Globes. I didn't even put a single thing about the Golden Globes, which happened this weekend. Correct. The Golden which, Globes, not the Emmys. Sorry. Yeah, which I didn't even realize were happening until like my Twitter feed was full of clips and I'm like, wait, the Golden Globes are tonight. So anyway, <laughs> Chadwick did win. So it was really funny. What? Oh, sorry, saying? go ahead. I was going to say ahead, Chadwick ahead. No, won the uh, the post, he posthumously obviously won the uh, Best Actor Award for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is his last feature film. Uh, it's a Netflix original. Um, and apparently it's very good. It's very well received considering he won the, the award. So, uh, right. We'll definitely put that on the watch list. I think it's at the top of my watch list. I just haven't had the time to sit down, or not the time. I haven't had the attention span to sit down and watch a movie. You haven't. You haven't made the time to do it. Just that. That's the it's way not I even realized. That. Like, I have plenty of time. The amount of hours, the amount of hours that I spend on TikTok is unreal. Like it's just the attention span. Like to actually sit okay. and focus on one piece of media for a while. I don't know about all You're that. right. You're right. I believe me. I, I I feel that. But yeah, my mom was like, "Oh yeah, like the the Academy Awards are, are today or whatever." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> but what she meant was the Golden Globes. But yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I had no idea that those were happening. Um, but yeah, so yeah. so we watched Civil War. Had, went through that whole episode, um, and then we watched the Liz McGuire movie as well. That was another one that we had like playing in the background. I'm like, "Oh my god, I forgot how much I really enjoyed this movie." And then I remembered. That people at Disney hate me, and they canceled the reboot. And I don't think enough people are talking about it. So, y'all, I'm disappointed in every single one of you. You should be petitioning. So, it's really funny. It's actually tweeted. You should be petitioning? I'm really dis- I'm ashamed. Hold on. I'll read the tweet. It was like, I'm ashamed that nobody's talking more about the Lizzie McGuire uh, reboot being canceled or whatever. And then, let's see. Let's see. Uh, not enough people are talking about the travesty that is the cancellation of the Lizzie McGuire reboot. I'm ashamed of all of you. So, as usual... As the internet would, this same account that tweeted at me before, save underscore Lizzie, which is called the Save the Lizzie McGuire Reboot Twitter Did account. They tweet you a goes, like to a petition? Yeah, I do talk about it all the time. If you're interested, please sign and share. <laughs> and it says, uh, please all you can also send messages to Disney and Hulu. It's another change.org link. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my like, god. They return. So <laughs> like imagine just like sitting there like Go or searching Twitter, Lizzie McGuire reboot or Lizzie McGuire, and just spamming everybody that tweets about it. You could like set so. up notifications for like different search terms and stuff, so you could see when when someone new. You can like follow, like kind of like you can follow hashtags. You can like follow search terms. That's why whenever I when I did CrossFit like two or three years ago, I would always like use asterisks because one time i tweeted crossfit and i got like three people in my mentions talking about like have you signed my new meal kit program have you tried xyz nutritional shake i'm like no i don't care 
It was wild. So. Uh, yeah. So I hear you that you can save these searches, but imagine like going in and actually tweeting because yes. I don't think this was automatic because it wasn't like instant. It was yeah. delayed by like an hour or so. Yeah, no. Where I'm just imagining somebody like, okay, it's six o'clock on the hour. Let me go but look like, at Twitter. Go through the things and like reply, 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 copy, paste, copy, Stop! Paste, copy, paste. Get out of here. Who's got time? Imagine, <laughs> imagine if I had the time to do that. Imagine the things I'd be able to get done, Ugh. the games I'd play, the 4.30 a.m. podcast we'd record. Anyways, <laughs> the TV shows digress. we'd watch. <laughs> the movies, the video games, oh my the God. action, the drama, <laughs> the documentaries. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's move into the hot news in the entertainment segment here. Uh, yes. So... We have literally not had any entertainment news for God knows how long, or maybe like one or two. We have a action-packed segment. I was going to say episode, but yes, we do have an action-packed episode. But the entertainment segment is popping. The it video really game is. section is popping. So let's jump right into it. We've got a lot of ground to cover. A lot yes. of it related to Paramount+. Plus. Yes. Why don't you take us... Go ahead. Take it away. Well... Oh, just add the Golden Globes in here. I just added the Golden Globes because I was like, we should talk about just, like, the winners. Like, the big winners. It's just... I don't think we have time to talk about the winners, but It's fine. Best Picture Drama was Nomadland, um, which okay, I what's think what's Nomadland is, about? Could you tell me, please? It's a woman who's a nomad, and she travels around the world. <laughs> that's... Okay. It's it. Jamie Lee Curtis sitting in a chair with an open van I in the picture. I don't think that's Jamie Lee Curtis. That's Frances McDormand. Oh, wait. What was <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis there for? I thought that was I her. Um. Yeah, that's Frances McDormand. Uh, which, this is like the front runner for the Oscars best picture as well, so this is not a surprise. Um, for the record, this picture is blurry, so I give myself a little benefit of doubt here. That's but. fine. Borat subsequent sequ- subsequent movie film won best picture musical comedy. Um, oh, that was warranted. Wait, yep. oh, beat out Hamilton. Mm, anyways, well, <laughs> Hamilton's just recording, so yeah, uh, Borat was original. Yes, here I am criticizing you for not making this go faster. I'm saying things a whole lot. Go ahead. <laughs> now you're like stalling. Um, best actress for motion picture drama was on Andra Day for United States versus Billie Holiday. Um, best actor motion picture drama obviously was Chadwick Boseman, which we talked about. And I don't know. Best actress motion picture musical comedy was Rosa Rosamund Pike in I Care a Lot, which is the uh, Netflix original. Um, Called I Care a Lot, obviously. Uh, it's actually on my list. I've heard really good things about this. Um, Sacha Baron Cohen Wait, won for Best this Actor. Name, hold on, I'm sorry. This ma- this woman's name is Maria Bakalova. Like, her name looks like Bakalova. Like, Stop, that's let real? her live. Yeah. No, She's... it was a joke in the movie, and I thought it was fake. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Sasha Baron Cohen won? Interesting. Yes. And then Best Supporting Actress in Motion Picture was Jodie Foster in The Mauritanian, which don't ask me what that is because I have no idea. Um, Daniel Kaluuya won for Best Supporting Actor in Judas and the Black Messiah, which is another uh, kind of frontrunner for Best Films of the Year. Um, Nomadland won Best Director. Uh, Trials Chicago 7 won Best Screenplay. And Best Picture Animated was Soul. And obviously, so this is actually controversial. Um, Minari won for Best Foreign Language Film. It is technically foreign language, but it's not a foreign film. It is an American film, just in Korean. But it's like, it was made in Hollywood. So I don't know why it's even in the foreign category. But uh, it won, so also another a big, big one. Um, and yeah, I think... Was, was Seoul controversial at all? I don't think so. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen Crudes or Over the Moon or Wolf Walkers. I know Wolf Walkers on Apple TV+. Plus. Over the Moon looks like it's on Netflix, and then Crudes, uh, I know that that was in theaters briefly. I didn't even realize Onward was nominated, but yeah, I don't think, I haven't heard anything about Soul being like, controversial or anything. It was mainly Minari, was the fact that it even got nominated in the foreign language category. People were like, it's not foreign mm-hmm. film, but I guess they changed it to be foreign language, so it's, 
I don't know. Whatever. Right, 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 right. Um, also notable in the foreign category is La Llorona, which is a Shudder original, which is the first time a Shudder original film has been nominated for a major awards thing ever. Um, so that's pretty big. I don't know. Interesting stuff. La Llorona. <laughs> La Llorona. Remember Coco? Oh, what a movie. All right. Oh, oh man, it's a good movie. You want to take this next one, or what do you... I don't know. There's a lot. Let me see. Let me see. Let <laughs> me look with my happened. eyes. Oh, no, no, no. You can you can take this bullshit. I don't know anything about Superman. <laughs> well, I guess I do. Um, not really. But anyways, Superman <laughs> is getting another reboot yet again. Who asked for thought, this? I mean, seriously. I feel like Who Henry, asked for this? Henry Cavill literally just started. Man of Steel came out in 2013. Isn't like, his name Henry Cavill? I actually don't know for sure. If it's oh, Cavill or Cavill. Cavill. I have no idea. Maybe the Calvary is here. Okay, we'll spice it up. Um, this one comes from IGN. Warner Brothers is gearing up to reboot the Superman franchise on the big screen, as first reported by Shadow and Act, and confirmed by Deadline. The studio is pursuing a new take on Man of Steel, one produced by J.J. J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot, and written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, who is the uh, who is a comics writer and did a lot of Black Panther stuff as well as Captain America. Uh, so this is pretty interesting actually like when i first heard superman remote i was like ugh. But then i'm like uh, wait hold on uh so bad robots hannah Mingella is producing the reboot no actors are currently attached to the movie and it's unclear if henry cavill cable uh will remain in the lead role or if the cape and tights will pass on to a new actor so that was the original report um and uh let's see okay so that was the original report and then come a few days ago we heard that apparently this is uh warner brothers is going to try to make a black superman so this is pretty interesting so this bit comes from screen rant and quote despite cable reportedly being in talks to return as superman in the future dc movies it doesn't appear that he'll uh, be the star of abrams and coates's superman reboot uh the hollywood reporter reports that warner brothers and dc films intent is to introduce a black superman in the movie michael b jordan met with dc in the past to discuss a possible superman movie but it never moved forward uh that said the studios could reevaluate around uh, around to Jordan at a later date, potentially. Um, as long as the plan doesn't change, the Superman reboot will make history as the first live-action DC property to portray uh, Superman as a black man. There's currently no information on what route the Superman reboot will take to tell the story. Uh, Coates in DC will make could make a Cal-El, or could make Cal-El a black man since Kryptonians are an alien race full of different people of different ethnicities, um, or the film could potentially star Calvin Ellis, an alternate universe Superman from the comics, who becomes the president of the United States. Uh, there's also Val Zod, one of the last Kryptonians from Earth 2 who becomes Superman. I don't know any of that last bit stuff. I'm just reading from this quote. because, <laughs> But very interesting stuff. Uh, I did not realize that what was happening. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. I wonder how this will fit into the DCEU in general, which seems to have zero continuity because there's been like right how many changes? Like the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League now and everything seems to be like a mess. So... I have no idea. I think the, yeah, you called it the EU or the CU? DCEU. DCEU. The like DC, DC Extended Universe. Extended so. Universe. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. This is like, I mean, I don't know. We're, uh, there was a good idea in the beginning. It didn't do well. They tried to reboot it. didn't work. It tried to reboot it again. And yeah, the DCEU is, uh, I don't know. It's Doo-doo. just as messy as comic books, really, if you think about it. Like, comic book storylines are always like, this branch is off here, and then this person did this, and then this is a reboot of this, and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's it's genuinely yes. comic book movies, if we're being honest. <laughs> yes, but work. I think that it's more, that is more, that's almost more like what the this whole multiverse idea is being set up for in Marvel. I, I consider it more like that than like this, where there's literally, like, 
It's like, oh, you didn't like this Superman? Let's try this new actor. And you just keep going through. Literally. You know, whatever. It is All right. a lot. All right. Enough Superman. Let's get the bullshit out of the way. Let's jump into yet another streaming service. <laughs> so this is pretty exciting stuff. Uh, Ahmed, most recent subscriber to Paramount Plus. Uh, <laughs> Literally right before this episode. <laughs> yes. So we talked, I don't think we've ever, we talked a little bit about Paramount Plus here and there, uh, but Ahmed actually uh, did a good, really nice deep dive here of everything coming to Paramount Plus as well as what it actually is. So Paramount Plus actually had a huge spot in the Super Bowl commercials uh, where they had like commercial after commercial after commercial. And to the point that it was kind of crazy, um, but either way, it's proving to be as big as they've been making it out to be. So this is yet another streaming service launching this week, actually in two days on March 4th, and it's $5.99 a month or $59.99 a year with limited commercials or $9.99 a month or $99.99 per year commercial free. So if you sign up by tomorrow, March 3rd, you can get 50% off the first year, uh, which is $50 for a full year of commercial free, which is like $4.16 a month, uh, which is what Ahmed signed up for. Congratulations, Ahmed. Thank you. I always believed in you. Um, So on the service here, uh, and we can kind of go back and forth with a bunch of stuff here. Uh, So there's over 2,500 movies, uh, including the Bond movies, the Hunger Games movies, Sonic, Rocketman. Uh, the Indiana Jones movies, Mission Impossible movies, etc. And then Paramount movies will be released thereafter, which I didn't realize it was after, after they're in theaters, starting with A Quiet Place Part 2, and followed by Mission Impossible 7, the new G.I. Joe movie, Clifford, Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick, the new Paramount Activity movie, etc. What else will there be, Ahmed? Tell us um, what they've won. <laughs> tell us what they've won. The entire Star Trek library, which is pretty huge. Um, like, literally every single Star Trek show movie media ever created will be there um all 15 seasons of criminal minds if that's your cup of tea lauren um also <laughs> Frasier, which is pretty big and then like pretty much all nickelodeon and nick jr shows so not just like spongebob i carly and drake and josh and you know those kind of recent stuff but like the old stuff too like blues clues backyardigans all of that are you afraid of the dark the amanda show clarissa explains it the all amanda show holy crap right? i forgot like, the amanda show existed double dare the uh what was the one where you have to climb the the aggro crag was that show i forgot what it was. i have no idea that it was like kind of like the amazing race but for kids and it would do like these stunts i don't know legends of the hidden temple like all that kind of stuff <laughs> is all coming which is huge um also the halo tv series which i forgot was even i didn't realize that showtime fell under the viacom cbs paramount umbrella uh, but it does and the ha- uh, halo tv series is actually being moved from showtime to paramount uh, plus coming in 2022 um iCarly is being revived for 2021 which is interesting i don't know how i feel about that um dora and fairly odd parents are getting live action remakes which i don't know who asked but sure um and then most excitedly or most excitingly, I guess, or one of the two big exciting things, um, Avatar Studios was announced. So this one comes from Entertainment Weekly. Um, Nickelodeon is launching Avatar Studios, a new division to create original content spanning animated series and movies based on the world of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Um, the network announced on their or at their Investor Day presentation. Original creators and executive producers Michael DiMartino and Brian Konetsko uh, will be the lead and studio co-chief, or sorry, will lead the studio as co-chief creative officers. Um, the first project is already lined up, an animated theatrical film set to begin production this year. Uh, in an exclusive statement to Entertainment Weekly, DiMartino and Canesco expressed their excitement uh, to develop our franchise, sorry, to quote, develop our franchise and its storytelling on a vast scale in myriad exciting ways and mediums. 
uh, quote, it's hard to believe that it's been 19 years since we've started Avatar Last Airbender, they said. Uh, but even after all that time, there are still many stories and time periods in Aang's world that we are eager to bring to, re uh, to life. We are fortunate to have an ever-growing community of passionate fans that enjoyed exploring the Avatarverse as much as we do. So that's super, super exciting um, because notoriously, they both left the Avatar live-action film that's being made, or I guess live-action, I don't know, that's being made for Netflix um, because of creative differences. So this is good that they finally get creative reign and they're launching a whole studio about it and they can do pretty much whatever they want. Uh, which is good. I'm excited for this. There's a movie coming out on Netflix? Yeah, the Avatar Netflix movie. You never heard about that? We definitely talked about it. We may have. Animated or live action? I'm pretty sure it's live action, but mm. I forgot. But Remember it, when they, they made like an Avatar The Last Airbender? They made a yes. live action movie with it M. Was, Night Shyamalan uh, yep. at the helm? Yep. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. Um, yes, Avatar Netflix is a live action series. Interesting. Um, it's a live-action TV show, actually, not even a movie. Sorry. Um, My hope is that the Avatar Studios continues the hand-drawn animation of Avatar: The Last Airbender because I think that 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 gives a certain flair to it all that mm -hmm. you know some other TV shows may not. Absolutely. But, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm a big fan of hand-drawn animation. I don't know about you, but what's even bigger than all that is the Rugrats are being rebooted. So yes, our childhood is coming back with a bang. This one comes from IGN, uh, who says the new series is trading the original 2d animation. What a coincidence. We we're just talking about this, uh, <laughs> by Klasky Supo for CG and returns the cast, to their original baby toddler sized point of point of view. Excuse me. The series will debut on Paramount plus Paramount's new streaming service sometime this spring following Plus's launch on March 4th. The series will once again star the original voice cast, E.G. Daly as Tommy Pickles, Nancy Cartwright as Chucky Finster, Cheryl Chase as Angelica, Cree Summer as Susie, and Kath Susie as Phil and Lil. I didn't realize so, that Phil and Lil were one voice actor. Yeah, neither did I. I was like, wait a second. Like, I vaguely <laughs> remember this, but... So this is big, but the art style, like, it was very disappointing to not see the hand-drawn art style again. I know that hand-drawn animation... It's not a thing of the past, but it's not economically feasible it's as much, much more, anymore. Yeah, it's definitely much more expensive, and it's also hard to do remotely. That's a right. thing to consider um, because it's so. I mean, you can, I guess, do digital hand-drawn art, but um, right. yeah, I don't know. It looks interesting though. It looks it's like even though it's CG, it looks very true to the original um, cartoon. In so terms there was of character design, and whatnot. Yes, there was a there's a PlayStation One game that was uh, a Rugrats PlayStation One game. And I owned it. <laughs> yes, and it looked. Yes, we've talked about this. Yes. and the the show looks kind of like it if they upraised it to like 4K. Right yes, now. if it was like remastered for for PlayStation Five, it would look like that. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I'm super excited. When I heard those original voices pop in, I'm like, mm, I know these people. <laughs> this is why I signed up. I was like, okay, you have me. I I got it. So it's fine. All right. Kick the doors down, Ahmed. We have a Disney Plus extravaganza now. Oh, my God. It's There's almost so like they many... were competing. It's almost like, because it's funny, because Disney Plus has Star Wars. They have Star Trek. I don't know. Paramount has SpongeBob. Disney Plus has Mickey Mouse. I'm, those aren't direct comparisons. but you I have a good idea. idea. I have a good idea. Don't open the article. We're going to do a quiz. A quiz? I already opened the article. All right. I didn't scroll down, though. Okay, good. All right. So <laughs> March 19th, what's the big show coming out? It's a Marvel show. It's got Falcon, two superheroes in Falcon it. Falcon the Winter Soldier. Boom! March easy. 19th. March 19th. Here we go. March 26th. It's a game of a game. <laughs> a movie about hockey players. Um. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, the Mighty Ducks? 
yeah, what's it called? I don't know. What's <laughs> That's all I can give you. The Mighty Ducks, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers comes okay. out on March 26th. I never would have uh, guessed Game Changers. Is this a movie? Or a I think TV it's... show? I think it's a movie. I feel like um, it's... New Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say. Anyway, oh, wait. Hold on. Let me click on it. All right. I'll, I'll figure that out. That's okay. Uh, gets ready for its reboot series TV show. All right. Next one. Stop looking. I see. I'm not. I was just looking at the Mighty Ducks. I didn't scroll past it. April 16th. This shows. This is going to prove how much you read the stuff I send you. April. Excuse me. 16th is a, a movie about a hothead men's basketball coach taking a job at an all girls high school. I I can see the poster. I have no idea what it's called, but I know it's. Um, John Stamos is the coach. Yes, John Stamos and that one woman is also there on the poster. I have no idea what it's called. It's know. called Big Hoops, Big Shoots. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's called Big Big Shot, Big Shot. Uh, Good job. Close enough. Shoots, shot, big, whatever. Big Shot comes to Disney Plus on April sixteenth, May fourth. I won't even give you a hint. You know exactly what it's going to be. The Bad Batch. I know that one. The, the Bad Batch is coming to Disney Plus May fourteenth. Yes. I don't have to tell you this one either. You don't. <laughs> I just screamed about it. Hi. <laughs> Oh, High School Musical, the musical series, season two. Premieres on May 14th. There we go. Uh, June 2021, June 11th, more specifically, the next Marvel series comes to Disney+. And it is? Loki? Yes. Loki, okay. June 11th. Perfect. Okay, uh, there we go. Also on June 11th is Zenimation season two. I'm not even going to try to come up with a weird one for that. Um, <laughs> I didn't even watch. What was Zenimation season one? What's Zenimation? Have, uh, Zenimation is... Uh, a new episode of Zenimation which creates a mindfulness soundscape experience with scenes from the timeless films of Walt Disney Animation Studios features moments from more than eight decades of acclaimed films including scenes from Disney's first feature Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs all the way through the upcoming Raya and the Last Dragon which comes out this Friday on Disney Plus for an additional fee unplug, relax, and refresh your senses with an oral experience oral, A-U-R-A-L <laughs> oral? I was oral. like oral <laughs> Yeah, and like not O R A. Like you're not going to be eating anything on your TV. Uh, experience like no other as Zenimation pays tribute to the visual and sound artists who have created Disney Animation's legacy of films. Created and edited by David Bess, the series executive produced by Amy Astley. So it's Disney ASMR. Okay. It. Essentially, yes, yes, it is. Noted. Um, by the way, this this all comes from InsideTheMagic.net. I did not mention that before. Sorry, Inside the Magic. Uh, this makes up for all the clickbait that you try to send me. Yeah, didn't um, we <laughs> make fun of them last week? Sorry, Inside the Magic. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, there's a lot of clickbait articles Inside the Magic, but there's some good stuff as well. Yes. All right, June 25th. I don't think you're going to know this one. I'll read you the uh, I'll read you the the synopsis here. Placed undercover at a boarding school known as the Institute, a group of orphans must foil a nefarious plot with global ramifications while creating a new sort of family along the way. Based on the bestseller by Trenton Lee Stewart, blank, 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 stars Emmy Award winner Tony Hale in the titular role and features a standout ensemble of young actors. Rounding out the cast are Kristen Schaal, Ryan Hurst, uh, Mamiya Bofa, Bofo, Boafo, sorry, I'm butchering these names, Gia Sandu, Seth Carr, Emmy D'Alvieria, uh, Mystic Incho, and Marta Kessler. Uh, Darren Swimmer and Todd Slavkin serve as showrunners for Blank, 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 which was <laughs> written and created by Matt Manfredi and Phil Hay, who also serves as executive producers. This, that, none of that helped. I have no All idea. Right. Is this like something that 
I might so know. Like, is it a if book? You're, no, no, it's not. I don't think so. So here, we'll play. said it was based off something. Well, it's a, a book that you haven't read. You don't read books. So yeah, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> At least you agreed with me. Yeah. All right, so the first word is the. Uh-huh. The second word is like when there's something that you don't know, you may call it not spooky. Mystery? Yes, mysterious. Ah, and mysterious. Then, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. And the uh, third so we can't word waste time. Not... We have so much news. No, no, no. I know, no, no, no. <laughs> good? The third word. How funny! The third word. It's be? it's not it's not cauliflower cabbage patch. It's what <laughs> cauliflower cabbage patch? What does that even mean? Cottage cheese. What? I'm cauliflower so... cabbage patch. Mister Cabbage Patch himself. Literally, what are you talking about? I am so confused. I'm just going to scroll down. What? No, stop, 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 stop. Whose okay. name do we always make fun of? And that has like a hundred different names associated with it. He may he may play in Doctor Strange and also Doctor Who. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Yes. Uh, so the mysterious Benedict and then society. The mysterious, mysterious Benedict society. I, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Cauliflower Cabbage Patch. Yes, that's his name. Um, you know, I thought about right. that. I'm like, that wouldn't be in the title, though. <laughs> okay. So I'm having too much fun. We're coming down the home stretch here. Oh uh, July 2nd, the monsters are back at work. Oh, okay. In? I thought we were still guessing. Monsters at Work. Great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, monsters at Work, which is a direct sequel to Monster Incorporated. Super exciting stuff. Um, and a lot of cool voices, actually. So, excuse me. Uh, I was reading through. There's a whole bunch of new characters, which sounds super exciting. Uh, you can go into the synopsis. I won't give you. I won't butcher all of them. But uh, so some highlights here. Uh, John Ratzenberger is back as the Yeti. Uh, and Tyler's dad, which is a new character, a uh, new character's father. Um, da, 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 da. Celia May is back, played by Jennifer Tilly. Bob Peterson is back as Rose, the twin sister to his original monster and character, Roz. So pretty exciting Ooh. stuff here. Sounds exciting. Um, we'll go through the last couple here because I don't know how the hell to get you to guess this one. July 16th, Turner and Hooch comes out. Uh, and July 23rd, Chippendale Park Life, which is a series of short uh, animated films. Uh, starring Chippendale, who you may or may not know. Cute. It looks like, uh, so I, I finally scrolled down. The Chippendale animation style looks like kind of like the new uh, Mickey Mouse yeah. cartoons. Yep. And Turner Hooch is starring Josh Peck from Drake and Josh. Interesting. Ah, Joshua Peck of Drake and Josh fame. Interesting. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. All right. That about sums up all the, the plus news, Paramount and Disney Plus. Um, and then, if you recall last week, we were talking while we were recording. Um, Paul was like, "Breaking news alert! They announced the new title for Spider-Man. It's Phone Home." And I was like, "Remember that? That feels like a month ago, right? It's Phone Home." And I was like, "What are you talking about, Phone Home? Like, it didn't." I was like, "Okay, sure, not what I expected, but okay, maybe." And then a few minutes, or I guess like an hour later, um, Jacob Bartolon, who is, plays Ned in Spider-Man, uh, announced, and he goes, "It's called Home Slice." And we're like, "What's happening?" And then an hour later, Zendaya's like, "It's called Home Wrecker," and we're like, "All right, we get it." Like. <laughs> Stop messing with us. So they finally announced the official title. It is called Spider-Man No Way Home, and it is coming this Christmas only in theaters, quote. Um, so we'll see how that plays out or if it stays true. But the trailer does say only in theaters. Or not the trailer, but the, the title reveal. Um, but in the title reveal, it shows them, like, walking through the offices of, uh, you know, 
Marvel, presumably. And there's a whiteboard where they kind of like, I guess we're storyboarding, quote unquote, the the title. And it has all these different kind of hints and clues and things like that in it. Um, like there's a lot of hexagons, which are reminiscent of the hex in WandaVision. Um, there's a lot of like random other titles like homeschooled, Aunt May says no, <laughs> stay at home, hard pass, webcamming, keep it PG, home alone, copyright issues. Um, very funny stuff. But someone also points it out that the main, so there's like a bunch of webs that are surrounding Spider-Man No Way Home in the middle, and the shape of the webs looks like Puerto Rico. So someone's like, Miles Morales? So who knows? There's a lot of possibilities here. Very exciting oh, stuff shit, about this. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big stuff. I, I saw the Miles, Mo- the Miles Morales uh, rumor, but I did not see, I didn't I didn't know where it came from. Anyway. Yeah, it's because like, that know. web it's is shaped. scream. <laughs> Non-stop commercial free screaming. So Tom excited. Holland and a Miles Morales actor in the same movie. Woo-wee. Oh, oh my god. Anyways. Yeah, we'll see if it stays only in theaters. Uh I'm not gonna lie, I'm down to see a movie in theaters like a good Marvel movie like Spider Man. Okay, anyway. But then I'll be vaccinated, so Yes. Reality yes, yes, could yes, be yes, yes, could yes. come true. It could. Um rounding out the entertainment news, I feel like I feel like we didn't take that long, but then I look at how long the episode's been. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. Luca has a teaser trailer out now. So uh, it's about two Italian boys that turn into mer people. So it's it almost looks like Coco, but takes place in Italy. Like that, just because the art style is very similar with the people, the same kind of art style that we've seen from um, from Pixar with Coco, and I guess other like short films that depict human beings as well. So onward, perhaps. Uh, I mean, they're not human beings, but very right, similar right, right. style. I couldn't think of another movie, and I'm like, okay, let me just, you know. So I remember like some of the, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. I, I don't know. I don't know. Take, Wake away up. My, take away my Pixar card. Um, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So Soul and Onward, yes. I, I To be honest with you, in my brain just now, I forgot Onward was Pixar and thought it was uh, thought it was Disney. DreamWorks. At least I didn't or, say Shrek was a Disney movie. That's fine. So Yeah, there you go. That's good. Yeah, but it comes out June 2021. Uh, it was not confirmed whether or not this was coming to Disney Plus or just theaters or both. So I think this will probably be another one that Disney plays by ear uh, and treats kind of like how Raya is being treated, where up until the Investor's Day, it was the narrative was it's coming only to theaters. And they're like, hey, yeah, Premier Access. Yeah, that's happening as well. So, remember when they said that Mulan was the only movie that would ever be Premier Access and they would never do it again? I remember. Anyways. Yeah, they're full of shit. So. Clearly. Um, Trust no one. Speaking of... Things that are not full of shit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was a terrible segue. Speaking yeah, well, of things. Uh, uh, speaking of things that are hot and steamy and not shit, uh, there's hot <laughs> news coming out of the gaming world. Uh, so these will be interesting ones. So why don't we jump into... I mean, let's let's go through the easy one here. So Summer Game Fest returning in 2021. E3 2021 and San Diego Comic-Con 2021, both live events are canceled, which is to be expected. Uh, so that kind of stinks, but not surprising. Um, anything to say on that before we move to the next one? Next one's a big one, so not really. But I'm hoping that E321 virtual is actually like a thing, because right. did we get E321 2020 virtual? No, we just got Summer's Games Fest, right? R- yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if there was an E3 tried... virtual, there was really like nothing for us. Right. They, I think they like tried developers. to hold it. Right, and there's a lot of stuff coming out of E3 that even if they do do a virtual thing, it's going to be. It's going to be pretty bare bones, and I don't think like a lot of developers have pulled out, and a lot of publishers too have all pulled out. Um, so yeah. I don't know what the deal is there, but it's not looking, it's not looking too hot. So I think which, like there is no post COVID version of E3. I don't think like I think it's just 
it's done for now. There's no reason yeah. to host a big... Not that there's no reason to host a big event like that in person, but there's no reason to for gaming companies to wait just until you know June, whatever it is, or May um, to announce stuff. Like I think people are realizing they can announce stuff whenever they want now. There's a lot more avenues to, to reach to fans, whether it's through Nintendo Directs or PlayStation things or Xbox uh, events or whatever. Um, or right. their own events, their own publisher events, whatever. So, Right. And I think that you're going to, I mean, we see the state of plays with Sony. We've seen Microsoft's kind of, I don't think they've called it anything. Maybe Xbox Wire is what they called it. but 2020, but oh yeah, 2020 yeah. anymore. <laughs> so I don't right, know. Right, right, right. Right. Uh, and then we have Nintendo Directs, obviously, which we got our first full one uh, in a long time, which gives me faith and hope that we will see one around June or July, around the same time that E3 is coming around, because I think like we've talked about in the past where developers and people and everyone are starting to get used to the working remote and still needing to push things along and and people are trying to find their footing and i think we've started we're starting to find it a year later now uh in this pandemic which is crazy to think that's been a year but let's not harp on that um yeah so it'll be interesting i don't think that there's a i don't think there's an e3 in a post-covid world i agree 100 percent with you i think that there's still a san diego comic-con there's still a new york comic-con i still think that there's a um a pax east a pax west um, I think all those are still going to survive, but E3 2021 was meant, oh, well, excuse me, E3 in general was always meant to be the Electronics Entertainment Exposition, right, where you're doing big, you know, big deals are being made at E3, and you've got behind the scenes, behind closed doors demos, and I just don't think that's happening anymore. Like, there's a lot of ways that people are doing remote demos now. I mean, yep. it's just changed. I mean, there are some industries that are really suffering from the pandemic because, People have gotten creative about new ways to do things, and yes. that's not the fault of these companies. That's just the, just the that's way the, the world. hand that they're dealt, right? That's right. the that's hand like, that they're dealt. If you were making horse carriages when Ford was a company, like, sorry, this, I don't right. know what to tell you. You either adapt, or right? That's it. And just the world's changing. So, right, interesting stuff. Right, right, right. It is very interesting stuff. Yes, um, and then today, surprise. Uh, out of the blue, Epic Games bought Mediatonic, which is the Fall Guys developer. Um, so this kind of doesn't change anything yet. Um, but the Fall Guys official Twitter account did tweet with a really haunted gif of... I just <laughs> saw it. My <laughs> of, eyes are about to pop out of my head. <laughs> it's a Fall Guy doing like the default Fortnite dance. <laughs> Looks terrifying. Um, but yeah, they're joining the Epic Games family. They tweet an FAQ and it's like, what's changing? Nothing. So I don't know. This is interesting, I guess. I don't know if they've done other games or if this if Fall Guys is their only game. Mediatonic. What I, else have y'all done? I don't think I don't think they have. Maybe I don't know. Oh, they've done like a few old games. Well, not old, old, but Murder by Numbers. What? <laughs> Gears Pop. Uh, Fable Murder Fortune. Murder by Numbers. Murder by Numbers is a popular game. I'm pretty sure. I have. Well, I get it. it has a nine out of ten on Steam. I've never heard about this. Um, interesting. So yeah, I they have like a bunch of random what looks like more mobile games. Like I don't know the fan uh, Gears Pop, obviously Foul Play, Amateur Surgeon Hospital or something like <laughs> Had a Full Boyfriend. A bunch of random games. Fall Guys is definitely their biggest thing. Um, but now they're under the Epic Games umbrella. Um, in the FAQ, uh, one of the questions is free to play, and they're like no announcements on this. Um, yeah, it will 100% be free to play, without a doubt in my mind. It will on be the free Epic Game Story, yeah, most likely. Well, no, I think that they'll do something. I mean, I think that 
like there's a lot of people get, uh, predicting that it's going to really skyrocket now because the minute they make it free to play, it's just going to get bigger and bigger, right? And it's going to yeah. become like Fortnite levels where they're selling costumes and you know it's more about buying crowns and whatever else, and it's free to play entirely. Uh, because right now, if I remember correctly, like you can't buy costumes or crowns; like, you have to earn them, and it's hard. It's hard to get five wins to get half of an outfit, right? I think so, you can buy. Maybe. I might be wrong. But I feel like I recently went in and I was looking like, ooh, what are the new outfits that are available? And, like, I couldn't... I don't remember if there was an option to buy or not. Who knows? I'm checking as we speak. Um, but, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be yep. surprised if it if it came to, to free-to-play. It's kind of a shoe in for that model. Well, right, because Epic can afford it, so I think they're mm-hmm. going to do it. Absolutely. Epic's got money out the, the wazoo, apparently. Well, Remember except how? for their except for their fight with Apple. I was just gonna say, but like they have money to do that. <laughs> like they clearly have a lot of money because because of the fact that they're actually engaging Apple and they're not giving in, they got the money. So right, live your best lives, I guess. Yeah, I, I it's funny because I I recently looked for. I recently looked for Fortnite in the App Store, and I'm like, I don't think it's there, but let me just look anyway. And there are so many, like, bullshit clones of, like, Battle Royale, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you open mm-hmm. it up, or you, like, look at the screenshots, and it looks so bad. Yep. But, like, but. when kids are desperate, when you're 12, you just want anything. So Right. You start, <laughs> you you start downloading stuff. Next thing you know, you got a keylogger on your phone. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember keyloggers? Remember downloading viruses? I haven't thought about viruses in years. I know you're so protected now. Speaking of viruses <laughs> and things that are dead, Anthem is dead. <laughs> you're, you're really on fire with your segues tonight. <laughs> Speaking of things. Um, I'm not even going to read this whole thing. The bottom line is there's a whole post up on BioWare's website. Uh, it's very unfortunate, but, you know, they've stopped development on Anthem Next, which was going to be their, like, big revamp of Anthem. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, rest in peace to this game. feel bad for anybody that bought this game for five dollars or whatever thinking that they'd uh, they'd get away with murder here once they released a new update mm-hmm. uh when the update is never happening now so yeah. this was rumored actually that like someone that they did an ex- uh, a show a showing to like the ea ceo or whoever it was bioware ceo or somebody important and they were not happy with the progress that was being made so yeah um, not entirely surprising it's a waste of money at that point if they're not making something that's going to be good so it had um, such a, i mean i want to say it had an interesting idea i don't even know if it had an interesting idea it had interesting mechanics it just didn't i don't know yeah a lot of people were saying that you know it would have been good if they did like a single player campaign um and not so focused on the multiplayer so yes um it is what it is so the team it sounds like uh they're going to be going through and i believe i remember reading somewhere that they'd be going right over to the dragon age team to work on the new dragon age game but either way bioware's got dragon age they've got the mass effect uh remaster as well as the uh, new mass effect game that they confirmed was in the works uh so they've got that in the pipeline and then they've got star wars the old republic that is still up and running uh, which is the online MMO. So they've got their hands full. They've got plenty to do. They don't need to work on uh, a dead game now, which is unfortunate because much like Fallout 76, it really just goes to show you that if you launch and you're dead on arrival, there's a pretty damn good chance that you're not going to recover from that. So really think twice, 10 times, 20 times before you launch a game. Fallout 76, Anthem, Cyberpunk. I mean, all these games that just 
really crashed and burned when they could have done very well had they you know taken another year or whatever that may have been correct and speaking of which guess who is taking another year hogwarts legacy um so hogwarts legacy, the new harry potter rpg that's a good segue pat myself in the back for that one um mm -hmm. You're they welcome. tweeted yeah thanks <laughs> they tweeted uh out a little picture which is i guess the the standard way of communicating delays now um, is a picture with some text on it. The picture says, we would like to thank fans from around the world on the tremendous reaction to our announcement of Hogwarts Legacy from our Port Key Games label. Uh, creating the best possible experience for Wizarding World and gaming fans is paramount to us, and so we are going to be giving the game the time it needs. Hogwarts Legacy will be released in 2022. Um, so, have to wait a few more a few more months for that, I guess, or over a year. Who knows? We'll see. Voldemort strikes again. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> Insert the Miyamoto quote here. Um, yes. What? Whatever. A, a bad game is bad forever. A delayed game is eventually good. Something like that. Yes. Uh, we've said it so many times that it's, uh, it's starting to stick. <laughs> and we butcher it um, every time. And we do butcher it every time. All right. EA Play slash Game Pass for March. Star Wars Squadrons is coming to Game Pass. That's via it. There was no other <laughs> announcement. This was from EA Play. Yeah. No. I uh, I was just looking at some of the other stuff here. March 2nd, I guess, uh, Madden NFL 21 is coming to EA Play. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, oh, interesting. So I didn't see this. So, well, first of all, NHL 21 is coming in April. Uh, EA Play Pro members will get the chance to take on It Takes Two. Play it on March 26th. Embark on the craziest journey of your life in It Takes Two. This is the game from uh, that clown that did uh, A Way Out. Oh yeah. Okay. I, say I do that, remember I say this. that clown because of his uh, his performance his, uh, at the well, Game Awards. His performance at the Game Awards. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is I'm assuming EA Play Pro is not included in Game Pass. If yeah, I to, I'm starting to think that as well. That's unfortunate. I had to bet money, so that's fine. Um, that's fine. I'll play it when it comes out. Yeah. So in 2027, whatever. To clarify, EA Play is included with Game Pass, uh, Xbox Game Pass. EA Play Pro presumably is not. It's like an extra fee and includes a bunch more games, like kind of newer games, um, because not all EA games come to EA Play in general. So only the newer games would come to the Pro version, um, whereas kind of older games come to, to regular EA Play. So I don't even think EA Play Pro is possible. On, yeah, it's only on PC. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's silly. Interesting. Um, coming this summer, you'll soon be able to install more than two games on your PS5, so that's exciting, if you own a PS5. Um, PS5 storage upgrade is allegedly coming this summer, this one comes from Bloomberg. Sony Corporation is uh, preparing to open its PS5 for internal storage upgrades, lifting a bottleneck that prevents gamers from having more than a few marquee games on their console at one time, people briefed on the plan said. Adding support for additional drives will be enabled via a firmware update that also unlocks higher cooling fan speeds to ensure the console doesn't overheat, the people said. Um, asking not to be named because the plans are not yet public. PS5 uh, comes with a solid-state drive that is around 667 gigabytes, um, which is pretty small considering that the latest Call of Duty takes 133 of those gigabytes, and most games, including some smaller games, well, think games that you think are smaller, like, I don't know, Crash 4, Ratchet & Clank, etc., take up about 40 gigabytes each. Um, so it'll be nice to actually have some breathing room. Um, solid-state drives are... Still a little bit expensive, but, you know, they, as with memory cards, have quickly dropped in price um, and will continue to do so. Uh, so I guess we'll see. Hopefully the ones that they, like, approve for use in the PS5, like, that are fast enough, aren't too, too expensive. Because I am 
highly looking forward to expanding my PS5. I would expect this to be the same price as the Xbox storage, somewhere around two thirty for another terabyte. Which like which is it a is lot, it is, but it that's is. just the price of storage. Yeah, so I bought the I bought that one terabyte uh, external SSD, and it works great. It, I put all my PS4 games on there, and, and the PS5 games are on the PS5, and everything is fine. Everything's hunky dory. Yeah. So I am. It's not gonna be hunky dory in a few months when games like Horizon Forbidden West and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart come out, and you can only install them in the internal storage. You know, so it's funny you say that. I didn't send you this article, but there's like a rumor. The person that leaked out Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC uh, just recently reported that Horizon Forbidden West got delayed to 2022. And didn't, I f- this sounds familiar. I feel like we talked about this in some uh, capacity. I thought, maybe we didn't. I thought it was this week that I sent it to you, but maybe not. I don't even remember. No, it wasn't in last so, week's. So yeah, we didn't talk about I, it. I, I, I think I think I put a note in there. Like I don't think it's worth talking about because it's all hearsay, right? Nothing's confirmed. So ah, okay. Um, but yeah. So no, I agree with you. And and obviously, uh, yeah, it's it'll be it'll be interesting once Ratchet and Clank comes out and uh, these other seventy dollars games as we, you know, pay seventy dollars uh, in this next generation. Um, yeah, it's it's funny because I looked at Ratchet and Clank and I was gonna buy it digitally. Pre-order digitally. I'm like, you know what? Seventy dollars. I'll wait until I see the reviews, like you were saying. Um, Seventy dollars is so much money. There's also very little. Like people always have the incentives for pre-orders, where it's like, oh, you get these cool skins and in-game items and stuff, and it's like, it's never enough. I've realized. Like it's unless it's a game I really know I'm really gonna enjoy. Like I enjoyed. I actually pre-ordered Spider-Man Miles Morales like a day before it was released because I wanted the case that specifically said the launch edition. But like that's just me being dumb. But I don't know. I realized like pre-ordering Cyberpunk 2077 was a mistake. That was a disaster. Um, right, and and we could have bet everything that we own that oh yeah, it's going to be a great game. It's CD Projekt Red, right? And then yeah, that was a, uh, a sick burn, bro. It so really was like there's it's almost never worth it. Like unless they're literally giving out something that is like worth something. Like usually they're just giving out in-game items that you can get eventually in the game normally anyway, or it's just like cosmetic stuff that doesn't matter. Uh, right. So whatever, it's fine. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy stuff, but I don't know. It's uh, they're giving out some new. They're they are giving out some pre-order skins with Ratchet and Clank, but we'll we'll see. I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure at a very at a minimum it'll be a seven, and at a max it'd be probably a nine. But um, just to be on the safe side, when you know, instead of pre-ordering a game that's seventy dollars, and uh, it's a lot of money. Yeah, so. like games don't sell out. Consoles sell out. Games don't sell out. It's Especially okay. not digital games. Especially not those. They literally, it is impossible for them to sell out. Um, right. Um, and speaking of digital games that will sell out after 30 days, uh, the PS Plus lineup, lineup for March has been revealed, and it's a big one. It's a doozy, folks. Buckle in. Uh, the PS5 release for this month is going to be Maquette, uh, which Ahmed described as looking a lot like Superliminal. Uh, so I believe it's a $20 game that is now free on PlayStation Plus for March. All these games are free at the time of this recording, uh, March 2nd, 2021. Uh, and then for PS4, Final Fantasy VII Remake is uh, being given out for free that is uh, for the month of March. It is huge. However, they just announced in the state of play that they're going to be doing the PS5 upgrade. The PS Plus version they're giving away for free is strictly PS4 only, and you do not get the PS5 upgrades. Oh, <laughs> Any, what did the yeah. PS5 like? Is it just higher? Like FPS? better? 
Yeah, higher FPS, better visuals, uh, okay. uh, quicker loading times, stuff like that. So eh, it's fine. really not the end of the world. Like for someone like Ahmed and I who are not really into Final Fantasy to begin with, to boot it up and like mess around with it or whatever for free, hell yeah, we'll do it. You know, if we have to pay, then we're not going to do it. So one thousand percent. I have got this downloaded to my PS5. Um, I just redeemed it a little while ago, and it's gonna it's downloading, and I'll give it a whirl because uh, I played the demo. And the demo was interesting. I enjoyed the demo, but it's just not a game that I would sink my teeth into uh, and pay thirty or forty bucks for. So, at the price of yeah. free, I'll give it a whirl. My um, roommate like begged me to play this before he moved. My old roommate before he moved out, and I never did. I feel bad, um, but now it's free, so I get to do it. But he was like, "I'm sure you'll like it. You'll like it. I promise." I'm like, Scott, maybe. So. <laughs> Now's Scott, he's not he's not going to play it. Uh, all right, moving <laughs> into the next game, Remnant from the Ashes, uh, which is a well-received game. And uh, to quote a Steam review here, it's like Dark Souls, but you can shoot. So another <laughs> free game here, which is cool. Uh, probably will never play this one either, but that's okay. Uh, and then Farpoint for PSVR uh, is also going to be free this month. And this is one that came free with the PlayStation AIM uh, peripheral. Um, so this is a standalone game, well-received with the PlayStation AIM first game to support the playstation aim which for those of you that don't know the playstation aim is the like gun controller that's got the move ball at the end of it uh and you can use that as a full-fledged controller and select games what was that one game for Wii that also had a similar like gun controller Link's crossbow training that one that's the one and it was the Wii zapper yes Yes, the Wii Zapper, and the the Wii Remote went into the front, and the Nunchuck went into the back, and you held it like a Super Scope. Yes. Interesting peripherals. Oh, my God. Remember the stupid Mario Kart wheels? Some, like, I remember I would go over to people's, like, houses and be like, oh, you want to play Mario Kart? And they'd hand me the wheel. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm not 12. (laughs) I I can use (laughs) the buttons. Yeah, the motion controls. The motion controls were brutal. Everyone's like, yeah, no, I'll do motion controls. I'm like, anyway, okay. I hate that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe still defaults to motion controls when you, like, play with Joy-Cons, and it's like, no. Yeah. No one wants this. No one, like I'm this is bad. Never good. Right. Right. Um, but uh people ate it right up though, especially parents, and then they came out with the little wheels for the nunchucks as well. Or not the nunchucks, the Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, none of that. Mess. Um, the only wheel is the ring fit wheel. And that works pretty well. Actually, shockingly well. I don't know how it works. Like, cause I'll move it and it's like, how do you know I'm doing that action? Like right. I don't it doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Right. <laughs> Anyways. This uh, next bit, Pokemon had a huge showing at their Pokemon 25th anniversary um, concert, I guess. The one with Post Malone. Did you watch that, by the way? Because I didn't. But I did not watch Post Malone concert. I, I watched the presentation twice, actually. So, twice. All right. So yeah, you're the twice. expert. You should take this away then. Yeah. I don't know anything. Um, okay. So it's Pokemon's 25th anniversary. 25 years ago, Red and Green were released in Japan. Uh, green obviously never released in the United States. We only got red and blue released for the, for the Game Boy in 1995, I believe. Uh, so, well, 25, 25 would have been 96, right? Yeah, it's 96. 96. Yeah, like, maybe wait. it was 96. Yeah. Whatever, 95, 96, same thing, close enough. Uh, so to celebrate, they had a showing here 
for for what they're going to do to celebrate the 25th anniversary. So there's a lot of cards coming out. There's a lot of hype around Pokemon cards lately since the start of the pandemic, uh, which has been pretty crazy and really driven Pokemon card sales to new heights, uh, which has been wild. They've been largely sold out of stores for a while now. Uh, they've got new sets coming, but this presentation was more so focused on what, what they're going to do in the video game space. So they started off with a new trailer for Pokemon Snap uh, and went through uh, the new Pokemon Snap well, it's called New Pokemon Snap trailer, showing off just some of the new elements of the game um, and showing some of the modifications that you can do to your pictures and you can post them online, stuff like that. But new Pokemon Snap comes out April 30th. Super exciting stuff. Looks very true to the original um, and looks great. So uh, then the other piece of it is, uh, this all comes from Nintendo, by the way. Uh, the other piece, which was heavily, heavily rumored, is that they are remastering or remaking Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl. So these are the latest games that have not been remastered. Uh, if you think back to the DS, the last games, well, sorry. The, so on Game Boy Advance years ago, they re-released Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green, which are remakes of Red and Green. Then they made uh, Pokemon Heart, Silver, Heart Gold and Soul Silver for the Nintendo DS uh, that were remakes of Gold and Silver. Then they went and remade uh, Pokemon Alpha Ruby, no, Omega Ru Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. There we go. Um, and that was on 3DS. Those were remakes of Ruby and Sapphire. Now we're in the age of the Switch. They're making Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. You know, uh, I never put two and two together that those were all remakes. I'm really? such an idiot. I always just thought that there were so many Pokemon games all the time. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. they were remakes. You're a genius, Ahmed. Never Clearly. change. Stay, stay gold, pony boy. Um, <laughs> so the next ones on the slate after these are going to be Pokemon Black and Pokemon White, which came out for uh, the DS. And then um, after that, yeah, so all that's left after this is Pokemon Black, White, Black 2, Black, uh, White 2, XY, Sun, Moon. All that's Ultra. left as you name like six games. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a while. I mean, Black and White will be the next ones to get remastered. It's taken this long. You figure the Switch Two will get Black, uh, you know, Black remake and White remake. Um, so that's not gonna be for a long time. But anyway, so uh, they showed off this trailer and it looks really cool. It looks very true to the form of the original games. Well, at least what Diamond and Pearl looked like at the time. Um, just stylized a little bit differently where everything looks a little more 3D and more upscaled and more up-to-date, uh, but looks super cute. Uh, kind of looks like Link's Awakening, like a med noted here. Uh, and then this comes straight from Nintendo where they say, In 2006, trainers were introduced to the Sinnoh region with the release of Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl games on the Nintendo DS system. Players can once again visit the Sinnoh region in Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl, which are faithful remakes of two iconic Pokemon games. Um... And then these are developed by Ilka Inc. and directed by Jun uh, Junichi Masuda uh, of Game Freak and Yuchi Ueda of Ilka. Uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl enable fans to experience the original story and game features from po both Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl in a fresh way. The original games have been faithfully reproduced and colorfully revitalized for Nintendo Switch. The sense of scale of the towns and the routes have been carefully preserved, and fans of the who played the original games will recognize many familiar places. These games are updated with the easy-to-understand, player-friendly conveniences introduced in Pokemon Core series video games, in addition to up-close and personal Pokemon battle scenes. These are both coming in late 2021. So that was super exciting. People are stoked. Uh, and then they're like, hey, we've got one more announcement. 
And literally, this broke the internet. It broke me, actually. Uh, <laughs> so they announced Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, which is a total shift from the Pokemon formula to some extent and introduces like a Breath of the Wild-esque open-world Pokemon game, which is just wild to me. And it's what people have yearned for for years. And what we've always thought of like, oh, the Wii, like you think of like the next Nintendo console, you're like, oh, they're going to do something crazy, like Pokemon's going to be open-world. And then it's like the same thing over and over again with some changes, right, where Pokemon, like Sword and Shield, kind of introduce a little bit of an open-world, but not much. It's still very... You know, you go here, you go here, you go here, you go here. The trailer for this game truly looked like you're in an open world. You literally have a Pokeball. You creep up to a Pokemon. You throw a Pokeball at it to catch it. Uh, Not like, hey, let's battle it, but you could battle it if you want. So I'll read some of the excerpts here from Nintendo. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, will introduce fans to the Sinnoh region of old, before the existence of Pokemon trainers and Pokemon leagues. It's in the long-gone era that players will embark on an entirely new adventure to create the region's first Pokedex. So, one thing to note here, the Sinnoh region, the same region we talked about for Diamond and Pearl. Uh, The fun of exploring while catching Pokemon and filling in a Pokedex has always been a core part of the Pokemon video game series. Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, was developed with the desire to deliver an experience infused with new action and RPG elements that go beyond the framework established thus far, while honoring the core gameplay of past Pokemon titles. As trainers explore the natural expanses in Pokemon Legends Arceus, they'll encounter Pokemon that call these Grand Vistas home. To catch wild Pokemon, players can study the Pokemon's behavior, sneak up to them, then throw Pokeballs. Players can also battle wild Pokemon with their ally Pokemon. Uh, By throwing the Pokeball, holding their ally Pokemon near a wild Pokemon, players will seamlessly enter battle. This new gameplay angle is intended to provide trainers with an immersive experience. Uh, This game is still far in development and is coming in early 2022. Uh, needless to say, the, like everybody expected the Diamond and Pearl remake. Uh, it was heavily rumored, supposedly leaked at one point, um, but this whole Pokemon Legends Arceus thing was just like totally off the rails of like, holy crap, they're really doing something wildly different with Pokemon, uh, which is really cool. So um, for me personally, I mean, I, I sunk in, I don't know, I actually just booted it up, I think it was 63 hours into Pokemon Platinum, which for me is a lot, because I, you know, even that was back in high school, uh, but so the Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, Sinnoh region, uh, Platinum was the third game in that trifecta, uh, so the Sinnoh region is kind of a special, has a special place for, uh, for me, where I really enjoyed Platinum, and I'm really excited to get back into Diamond and Pearl and see the, the different changes they've made, and this obviously kicked off my playing of Pokemon Sword to get back into the Pokemon mood. Uh, there's a lot of excitement around the 25th anniversary. There's a lot of excitement around these games. So um, I'm super stoked for all three of these games. Obviously, Diamond and Pearl will be largely the same games from different Pokemon. But, uh, well, all three of these games inclusive of Pokemon Snap. So Pokemon Snap comes out just in about a two-month time. Uh, and I am super excited for all of them. So um, I don't know what this does for you. I know you got Let's Go Eevee a while ago, and then you probably never played it. I've um, never opened it. Not one Funny time. story about that. Oh, I'm so pissed off, and I think I told you about this. What? My Let's Go Pikachu save is gone. 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 What happened? So thanks to Nintendo and their bullshit, I guess because I, I sold off my... Uh, I sold my Switch at like the start of the pandemic. I had an extra Switch that I downgraded to the Switch Lite for. Uh, and then we got Lauren the Animal Crossing one, and I took on her old one. So I sold off my Switch. We got the Animal Crossing one, whatever. We did the shuffle. Um, I guess I forgot to transfer my Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu save from the original Switch because you can only do it manually. You have to literally go in, hit, you know, send it to like a different Switch. So you have to like, it's just 
so ridiculous. I thought it was on my Switch Lite. I looked on my Switch Lite, and it's not there. So, needless I'm so to sorry. say. How much hours, or how many hours did you have put into it? Um, you know, I'm just thinking. I think I, I, no, yeah, I don't have it on my Switch Lite. I definitely looked. I'll, I'm going to pop in the cartridge just to double check. Um, I don't know. I probably had, like, 20, 30 hours into it. I mean, it was, like, I was pretty far. I, yes. I had a lot of Pokemon. Yeah, it's... There is no, I will never ever play that game again if I don't have my Switch <laughs> because I hate, oh hate hate doing things twice. But like so. you already did it. This is your second time technically because you already did it when you were a kid. Think about yeah, that. right. So this would be my third time. <laughs> Even worse. Uh, yeah. So no. Let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee are definitely like fun games, especially because you like Pokemon Go. Like I think you would enjoy them. Um, and you should. Give it's them basically a try. it's just like super pared down versions of the original ones, right? Like. Um, it's, 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 it's exactly like the original ones. It's just with the style of Pokemon Go kind of where you walk in, you like see the Pokemon, like, like on the screen, like moving around the grass. As opposed to this being like a wild Pokemon appeared, like all of a sudden. Instead of running into the grass and yeah. And then like randomly being. But do you still like battle or is it just catching them? Um, it's just catching them. Okay. So yeah. So it's, it's pared down essentially. Uh, wait. (laughs) For someone to put 20 and 30 hours in this game. (laughs) This was like two years ago. Um, No, I think you do battle. I think you do battle them. You do battle them. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a try. To catch them, I don't think you need to battle them. I think you can just catch them. That's fair. I don't remember. Something like that. I don't know. I'll... I don't know. I'll, you know the best it, part? I, I transferred Pokemon for Pokemon Go. So now they're really all gone. All my Pokemon are gone. Wait, and when you transfer them, they're gone in Pokemon Go now too? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm not even going to look. I don't want to get upset. Oh, my God. That's so, awful. Anyways. Well, yeah, that's okay. It's maybe good. you can reach out to whoever bought the Switch you want the Switch from. Or sold no, the Switch to. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's over now. It's all Ugh. over. I, I really don't think that I forgot to transfer the save i'm pretty sure i did transfer the save but then i looked at my switch light and it's like no save data found i'm like oh okay cool i don't know that sucks it doesn't matter realistically it's the first time i tried to play in like you know two years or whatever so it wasn't meant to be i'll just think hours in the pokemon sword and just move on my merry life and if i lost my animal crossing save then that'd be a problem but thank you nintendo for not doing backups uh cloud backup saves for pokemon games really appreciate it (laughs) i'm not angry a lot of uh a lot of I don't know. What's the word? I'm like, not angry. Seething with rage is the word. You're not angry. You're seething. That's what it yes. is. So does this do anything for you, Ahmed? Do, do any of these games do anything for you? Are you going to try them ever? No? Um, I might try Legends Arceus because if it introduces like more of an RPG kind of like not turn-based thing, then yeah. I think my only like... Well, for one, it's that I never was into Pokemon as a kid. So like jumping into it now, it's a lot. There's, I don't know, a thousand Pokemon I was like There's watching so Pokemon. someone Twitch stream Overwatch, and she like switched from Overwatch while she was queuing up for a game to play like the actual trading card game. And I was like, "This is so much." But like, I know the trading card games are very different from video games. But the video games I never like. Now I don't like getting into them because I don't like turn-based games. Like that's not that's just not for me. Um, like I tried the demo of that one game, uh, Project Triangle, whatever. And I was like, mm, okay. Like, I gave it a solid hour, and I, like, went through a whole battle, and I was like, this is, I hate this, actually. Like, it, I don't know, it was moving too slowly for me. So, I don't know. Um, but I'll, I'll give a shot to Arceus, maybe, possibly. Who knows? Yeah, there, yeah, I, you, so you never played Pokemon games growing up, is what you're saying? I never played them growing up, and I think I, like, tried them. 
like I gave them legitimate shot and I was like this isn't for me I don't know I just that didn't they didn't catch my attention interesting it's kind of like the Paper Mario games even like I've always I heard good never things. played I never played Paper Mario games growing up either for some reason I just never got into them like I didn't play Thousand Year Door I didn't play the regular one for Nintendo but what I did grow up on was Pokemon um yeah yeah I don't know I grew up on it's funny actually because I grew up on Super Mario Brothers but like I don't really I every time I try to play like the new Super Mario Brothers games like the 2D ones I'm never like oh this is so good like it just doesn't feel the same it's too different now they have too many things the 3D Mario's yeah. are great but the 2D ones I'm like I don't know what item this is like I gotta there's too many like mechanics it's, like, that's it how that's how I've grown to feel about Pokemon because it's like I'm playing and there's all these different things and it's like the Pokemon are overwhelming um, there's so many the of them people are like oh yeah have you heard of uh, I don't, there's one that's like called Amoongoose or something and it's like Among Us but <laughs> I'm like what the hell like there's so many things now it's happening yeah, there's stressful. there's some wild Pokemon. Um, it's funny because I've been I've been going through and like getting these like plastic cases. Cause so, whatever. Long story made short, it's like Pokemon the Pokemon craze, huh? Pokemon cards. So I actually look into it. Like <laughs> when you Google, it's like why are Pokemon cards? And it's like blowing up in 2021. And yeah. basically, it all started because I think like one of the Paul, like Jake Paul or Logan Paul, one of the garbage ones like bought a Charizard card, like a first edition Charizard card for $150,000. And then and everyone was off. like, Oh, these are worth money. Okay. And so now there's like this insane craze of trying to get like all these first edition cards. Yeah. That's basically what kicked it off. Like it's nuts. So yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So th- there's, there's a lot of things. So there's a lot of people that for the 25th anniversary, we're buying, first edition packs so it's it's insane if you look on ebay and just look at some of the prices some of this stuff people are buying first edition base set packs so pretty much the first pokemon cards that ever came out ever that were just never opened from like 1996 they just unopened like some people collected booster boxes so they would literally like case up the box and like save it and people have presumably been saving them for 25 years right that sounds like beanie babies like how could you have possibly known that in 25 years they would be worth something. Right. Right. So, exactly. So, the thing is, you can weigh... Like, if you remember way back in the day when we were younger, people would weigh the packages, the booster packs, because the holographic ones would weigh more. So, there's weighted... Co- like, people weigh the booster packs. I didn't know so, that. We were literally in, like, second grade when Pokemon came out. There's I know, no I realized that. look about weighing them. So, when these first edition base set packs came out, like, I did... I did, wasn't... Like, I thought I got to on Pokemon, like, pretty early in the game. And I never even was able to get any of those packs because they were just came and went like, and then they released the non first edition ones really quickly after that. So the first edition base set is like very highly sought after. So, um, I watched a video of one prominent Pokemon YouTuber that, excuse me, sorry, I drank too much water. My stomach's like enraged at me. Um, (laughs) so he paid $25,000 for this pack of cards that was guaranteed to have a, a holographic in it because someone weighed it out and they saw that it was uh, that you know that it was the weight of a holographic card. So you have a one in whatever chance of getting a Charizard, and the Charizard is worth like literally like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, a holographic first edition Charizard. So, but like, what's the risk? Like, are the other holographic cards worth nearly as much? Yeah. So like, most like, of them are worth like at least twenty five thousand. 
Okay, so he would have gotten um, his money back essentially for that twenty five thousand. Yeah, so like he ended up pulling, I think, a, a first edition Mewtwo, and that's worth like twenty thousand. And then like some of the common cards all put together is worth about five thousand. Like you're not doing it to make money. Like, and if you're doing that to make money, then there's probably bigger problems. Well, uh, yeah, hand. that's like the extreme lottery. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like let's roll the dice, let's the buy hell? some more GameStop. Um, so yeah, it's it's crazy, but they've like. What I was reading about, so I was joking with you about this. There's actually a subreddit on Reddit called Pokey Investing, and it's like oh literally God. people that buy Pokemon cards and wait ten years and then sell them off and sell them presumably at a profit. Um, but they were outlining like what caused this because there's cards that were worth like I don't know four hundred dollars in October, and then like in January they're worth like a thousand dollars, and they just keep going up and up and up. And it's happening in every space. It's not just Pokemon cards, like baseball cards. Um, one of my coworkers was telling me that I guess people are actually buying baseball cards and sitting on them until like the player has a good game, and then you sell it off like a stock almost. It's like the card skyrockets when the player has a good game, so people sell it off real quick, and then you know like you just rinse and repeat. And it's kind of crazy the way it's happening. But so in the Pokemon space, it's kind of like that, but kind of like people are bored. And the same thing with baseball cards, people are bored and they're just buying these cards anyway. I've been like cataloging through. Um, all my old Pokemon cards and like casing them up and whatever because they do actually get and I didn't realize this in binders they do get bent over time so um, in binders really yeah so I've got like all my cards are in binders from when I was younger and they actually like some of them are like pretty bent and then I put them in top loaders and over time they'll like unbend themselves is it just because like humidity like over time they just curl up kind of thing because it's not the binder itself that could be curling the binder well the binder remember it's like three 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 they're three by three so there's nine slots total Mm -hmm. they bend Mm -hmm. in between each of those right so you can bend one page into three if you wanted to so as you put them in a binder the the pages sit differently in the binder the way you close it so one of them might just inevitably be a little bit bent and over time, it just sits mm. like that. So by the time, like, if I don't, you know, which I haven't opened them for years, I've had them tucked away in a container, I open it up, the card is inevitably kind of folded the same way it's been sitting for years now. So not a lot of them are like that. I mean, there's a few of them like that. I put them all on top loaders. So, but just like going through the value of some of these cards, it's like 100 bucks here, 200 bucks. I'm like, who's paying this money for these little cards? But anyway, all that to say, um, it was funny we were talking about this, but uh, I ended up like randomly pre-ordering like Pokemon cards that are coming out in March. And I didn't know that people do these rip uh, and stream things where like they open up these Pokemon cards on stream. And I'm like extremely fascinated by it. Like I've been watching a lot of them where I'm like, Oh, what's he going to, it's like a, it's like a form of gambling, but it's not my money. So I'm like, Oh, what's going to (laughs) happen? What's he going to get? Oh, darn. You got 25 bad packs and you got one good one. Oh, okay. That same streamer. So this is for anyone that watches on Twitch. This is Fran who is, uh, kind of overwatch league i don't really know just an overwatch player professionally but it's also really good like the actual trading card game but also does the card opening pack things and so like we'll just have like a light and it's like on a nice like old school pokemon mat and they're just opening the cards on stream so you should definitely do that it should be your next stream yeah so i well so they're completely sold out like pokemon cards are entirely sold out so that is insane um, to me who would have it is just it's so crazy so i got like I don't know, four random packs from Best Buy like a few weeks ago, and I didn't think much of them. I'm like, oh, okay, like they're in stock, cool, and I got nothing good. But How many cards um, are in each pack? 11, 10, uh, 10. Did you weigh him? <laughs> oh, the wrong pre-order. You haven't got it. I don't think but. that the weighing thing works anymore because now every pack contains a reverse holographic. So, But 
the holographics aren't always worth like the most. Like I got a holographic Zapdos. I'm like, oh shit, I made it. Like I got a rare card. And then I looked it up and it's like two dollars. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. It looks fancy. It's like it's all like you know whatever. Wait, so, so I'm let's thinking, do a reverse like, holographic. A reverse holographic looks like this. And people that are listening, um, it's kind of hard. But every other part of the card except for the main art part is holographic. Oh, interesting. So that's all that is. Um, which back in the day when we were collecting, those used to be worth a lot because they were only introduced in select series. So if you got like a reverse holographic of like a Pikachu or like a rarer card, it was worth a lot. But every card in the set had the opportunity to be a reverse holographic card. So you'd get one per pack, which is the same way it is today. But like you could get two rares in a pack. You could get like a reverse holographic Charizard and a holographic card. Uh, but you could also get like a reverse holographic potion and then a you know like a, a rare Charizard or something like that. Sounds whatever. a lot like so. loot boxes to me. It is. It is all like gambling. That's literal the literal physical so, loot boxes. Right. So it's a physical loot boxes, exactly. So I've got some cards coming in. I got like these random pre orders in like right around early February, like when I started reading about all this. There's a bunch that went up for pre order and I caught them through Warrior Sixty Four. Thank you, Warrior Sixty Four. Um and pre ordered a bunch of them. Not like a bunch, but I don't know. I got like uh, a few packs of these two different sets. But anyway, they're supposed to come in March, and I was thinking I should do it on stream because I think it would be fun to see me open up all these bad cards. Um, <laughs> I would just have to figure out how to do a two-camera setup because everyone's got like one camera on them and then one camera over their hands. And then I also have to like polish my hands. My hands are ugly. so <laughs> You just have to get two webcams basically, I think. Yeah, I probably do need a second webcam. So um, I don't know. We'll see. Good we'll luck. see, we'll see. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate that. But what I was also saying is that I got these little cases for, like, my old Pokemon DS games and, like, other DS games in general. Because DS games are also becoming worth a lot of money now. And I'm like, what happened? Like, I don't know. At first, I was getting bored and looking for a way to get rich in some way, shape, or form is what it seems like. But right. It's all so I'm just, style. like, and I'm just, you know, I got my NASDAQs here. I got, you know, all the... <laughs> But, like, it's just, it's crazy. Like, if you look up Pokemon Platinum on eBay or, like, secondhand anywhere, it's, like, first of all, there's all these fakes. And people keep opening or, or making um, fake games now. And, like, there's a, a bunch. The, the fake DS market is so bad. Um, but, like, an authentic version of Pokemon Platinum, the game that I was just talking about, which is mm. the third one in the Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> I called it the trifecta. But, like, in the box like this is 200 bucks. Like, I don't know who's paying that kind of money for these games, but go off. These are my original copies, my grass-fed. And your save is on them because the, the DS didn't have any internal storage. The save was just on the cartridge itself, right? Right, yeah. So, funny story. So, I booted up Pokemon Blue recently that I have from, like, the day that I got it from for Christmas from my grandmother. And, like, I still have, like... My 151 Pokemon Pokedex is still there and everything. So then I randomly booted up Yellow, which was like the next one that I put a lot of time into. And one of my sisters overwrote my save. And oh, no. So, yeah. So I see like, I forget I forget which sister it was. So I won't call them out by name in case they're listening. But it said <laughs> one of their names. And it was like zero badges, like five minutes played. I'm like, oh, my God. Like overwrote it for what? <laughs> for yeah, what exactly. Reason? They didn't know oh any better. They're God. like two years old. So, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, no, it's okay. It's fun. I'm glad I have those games still, and I've got um, a lot of my Wait, that was actually. Yellow that was overridden? That game's really yeah. cursed for you, huh? Let's Go Pikachu was overridden or gone. It really Yellow is. Anyway, gone. yes, it is. It is. Thank you, Pikachu. Thank you for nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Down with so, yeah. Pikachu. 
seriously down with Pikachu. So yeah, Pokemon bro. I don't know. Logan Wild Paul times. did another another unboxing on the twenty fifth anniversary day as well of them. And I think he pulled I think he pulled another Charizard or something. I don't know, something ridiculous. People were complaining, but then I think that somebody sold him fake cards or something. I don't know what happened. There's some drama. And I don't want to give him any more views than he gets as it is, so I didn't look at it. That's understandable and I agree. Um yeah, that's wild. I don't know. The whole craze. It seems like there's so many things that are happening that I feel it very out of loop on in terms of just the general internet. Like every time I go on Twitch, people are always talking about some things. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Some things will be trending on Twitter. Like yesterday, literally the phrase he's dead was trending on Twitter. And I'm like, who's dead? What's going on? And it was like some Minecraft YouTube stuff. And I'm like, am I maybe I'm just too old, which is fine. We're just really we're just not hip. Minecraft. We're not hip with the youngins anymore. We got to walk it's in fine. like, hello, fellow kids. We invented the internet so true take no and now they're no child (laughs) they're like oh you invented cyberbullying we perfected it it's like no you didn't gen z nerd on my tiktok for you page (laughs) anyways (laughs) oh my god no maybe it's fine (laughs) all right i think that about wraps up our one of our longest episodes yet uh episode 108 jam-packed uh go sign up for paramount plus before tomorrow if you want the 50 percent off discount uh I don't know if there's any other fancy reminders. I don't know. No, sign up for uh, sign up and join our Discord. Uh, go yeah. get a sweatshirt on on Redbubble. I literally wear that sweatshirt everywhere. It's so soft. Um, what else? Nice. Watch us on Twitch. Yeah, and Pop stream uh, tomorrow, and Paul stream on Thursday. Presumably, yes. I don't know. Opening Pokemon. I cards. promised. <laughs> I promise. Stop. No, the Pokemon cards won't be here in time. Oh, um, okay. So that'll probably be like a next week. I should have them. A week from today, as long as Amazon... Well, I should have some a week from today, as long as Amazon doesn't delay them. So, um, I guess I have to go buy another webcam as well. So, Or, I wonder I if you I can just my get... phone. Uh, that's maybe possible. Maybe. Maybe. I'll look into it. I'll look into it as I lay in bed after I shower. Yes. And if lay I in bed and just think about my day. A super cheap webcam, like one of the $20 ones. For... You know... Remember when webcams were hard to come by, too? I hope they're not hard to come by anymore. They're not. I just got a new one. Oh, that's right. You did. I mean, I don't. maybe this one's not hard to come by, but others are. I have no idea. I don't think that they're hard. They're hard. That's I saw one at Costco over the weekend. Hard, and it was like one of those Avermedia. Not Avermedia. That's the streamer. Um, ugh, I forget the name of it. Whatever. It was some. Razor? It was some. No, it was like a, it was some weird brand name that I didn't recognize. Probably like a Costco brand name. Kirkland signature webcam. Kirkland signature webcam. <laughs> Maybe oh I'll get a new webcam and then I'll just use this one. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You should Who's get the, money? the Razer Kio is really nice. The one that I got with the ring light. It's very fancy. Is it five dollars? It's one hundred. Oh, and then it's too expensive. <laughs> well, then I don't know what to tell you. There are cheaper. On, the Logitech ones it, are pretty cheap. Is it perhaps on sale? Uh, I'll, I'll look into it. I don't remember. That's fine. This is a. This is a me laying in bed thinking about my life issue. All right. I want this to be exactly <laughs> one hour and 30 minutes, so I'm going to end the episode in five seconds. This has been Paul and Ahmed with episode 108, signing off. Peace! We still have, like, what, five seconds left? Say peace! Peace!